We're speaking about the creator economy, and our guest is Riley Brown, rapidly rising TikTok star, where he uses AI tools of every description to create really interesting and useful content. It's 45 days since I started my TikTok account, and I've gone from zero followers to right now 201,000 followers. There is a huge hunger for creating content. Um, and I think people are realizing that making fun content is more accessible than they had thought, you know, to create animations, to create um, like green screen, like automatic green screens and all of these different features, talking avatars. And then also with ChatGPT, people are realizing that content creation is going to be more available to people at a higher level. And they're going to be able to do more creative things. And I think that that is mainly the purpose of my channel is to educate people on how to use these AI tools that are either very cheap or free and use it to better communicate with the world digitally. And that's kind of my mission. And it's been extremely fun in those in these 45 days. I've met hundreds of people and have collaborated with companies mm -hmm. on different things. So I, I'm, it's it's been a very exciting time for me. What gave you the idea to do this? For the last year, I've been in marketing in tech firms, and I've really studied what makes online communities fun. And I've really studied what gets people going and what's kind of viral within the creative economy. And I had the opportunity to test an early version of a GPT-3 model. Um, similar to ChatGPT, which is the most viral piece of technology I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um, and I had a chance to test it. And I was like, this is going to be the most viral and popular thing ever. I need to prepare myself for when it goes live to make content. And that's exactly what I did. I've, I was okay at Premiere Pro, but I took a couple months and I, every single day I was learning how to do Premiere Pro, how to do edits and I would just go on TikTok, find someone's video that I thought was engaging. And I'm like, okay, how do I copy this? And then I would just use YouTube University, my favorite school to learn how to use Premiere Pro. And by the time ChatGPT launched, I was fully ready and I was making multiple TikToks a day and they were all going viral. Um, I had in the first two weeks, I had, I think six videos with over a million views. And now we're at over 30 million views um, over these month and a half period. And I, I would say I'm the leading AI influencer on TikTok um, because of the fact that I'm actually educating people on how to do it as well. So you started doing this because you were personally fascinated by the tools and you thought it would be kind of fun and interesting and people seem to agree. Yes, I'm very, throughout my entire career, which is only about six years now since I've been working, you know, I, like I, I'm a 26 now. And I've always followed my inclinations and interests. And it, it seems like it goes year by year now. And I've just fascinated by a bunch of different things. And I'm willing to try anything. And this is the thing that I've tried where I'm like, okay, this is the most fun I've ever had. Professionally, there's going to be the most opportunity. And if I can reach a point where I'm just trying different AI softwares and trying technology of the future, and sharing it with other people, that seems like a really cool life's mission. And it just seems very fun. So I'm going to pursue that.
So, Riley, we're talking about the creator economy. Uh, just briefly, what to you, what is the creator economy? What are we actually talking about? I think what people commonly refer to as the creator economy is just basically the entire ecosystem of people making content. So ever since social media was released, it was kind of this equalizer where anyone could really build a brand and create products. They could create anything and they could actually receive a full-time income or more and actually create a business. And we're seeing more influencers and huge YouTubers actually start to create businesses. You know, Mr. Beast's business is worth well over a billion dollars at this point. And I think we're seeing this like great equalizer. And I think, I think it's been around for a while. And I think, I just think that in terms of the, the way that people are consuming products now, especially young people, they would rather buy from a person or, or they would rather buy from a person over buying from a brand. I think that brands itself, like, you know, like traditional brands are, are dying. People trust people, which is why I think Mr. Beast Burger could compete with uh, McDonald's because people trust Mr. Beast more than they trust this McDonald's brand, at, especially at, at my age. So that's the way that I view it. And I think that um, a lot of this creator economy is going to, a lot of education is going to come from it. And that's kind of where I want to position myself within this is, you know, I can actually educate an audience and there's going to be methods where I could potentially release a class much cheaper than college. And I could partner with, with educators and we could teach really cool classes on specific AI topics. And that's just never been available at any time in history where, you know, all the distribution is from big colleges. And I just think there's so much potential within this entire economy. And I, I'm fascinated by it. Give us an overview of the kinds of tools that we're talking about and what is the what are the differences between AI powered tools and traditional tools? You mentioned Premiere, which is a video editor earlier as one example. Premiere Pro is not an AI tool, but they do use AI. You can you've been able to generate captions on your videos automatically and that actually uses AI to recognize uh, what you're saying to put it into text. But I, Premiere Pro is, is just a traditional software tool. You have to basically do ev almost everything manually, but it's an incredibly awesome piece of software. It's my favorite video editing tool. Um, but, you know, I think that there are a lot of tools that are coming out right now that are going to allow people to create content very seamlessly. Um, the most viral things that I've been talking about is obviously ChatGPT, which can do anything with language. So if you want to do anything where the output is in writing, then you can do it with ChatGPT. And it's, that's why it's been the most viral thing. And it's all over the internet. Some of the things that I've been talking about that not a lot of people know about are software programs like d-id.com, which allows you to take any image. If there is a face in it, it can convert it into speaking. So you could speak, you, if you get an audio file plus a picture, it'll turn that person, that photo into a speaking image. And I find that, and I can, sh I'll show it in a second. Um, there's Synthesia, which is an AI avatar platform. And I've used one of their avatars. So you'd literally type in and you'd select the voice 
and it comes with a green screen. So you can remove the background and place it over your videos. And I do that in a lot of my videos and it makes it more engaging. And whenever I go through my video and I forget something, I can just have Steve, who's the character that I've created with this AI avatar, come in and explain the part that I missed. But I also created like a backstory where I'm actually talking to Steve. And so whenever I use these tools, I do it in a way that's fun. And like I've had a podcast with Steve where all of Steve's answers, who's an AI avatar, is what ChatGPT responded. So it kind of it personifies the chat GPT. And so I've kind of created a brand out of Steve. He has 4 million views on TikTok and it's been really fun. One of the things you seem to be saying is that these tools enable more people to humanize the their, their voice or their message and therefore, and reach out. It seems like that's what the audience likes. Is that a, is that an accurate statement it's opening a window for people to realize the potential in the very near future there are some people who've been able to utilize the tools in a way that they can create interesting content there's some people who've used it and they just use an avatar and maybe they're extremely introverted and so they get, they're afraid i would say most people who want to make a TikTok are just very afraid of putting themselves in front of a camera and talking i think that's a way larger proportion of people than we think and it's hard. Anyone who's tried to make content, there's that barrier where you don't want to cross it. And when you have an AI avatar or in the future, I think, and I've talked about, I talk about the near future. In the near future, we're going to have way better augmented facial recognition avatars that they can be a different character. And we're already seeing it. There's a lot of VTubers, which are people who are streaming video games. And it's not the person playing the video game like normal Twitch streamers. It's a character that's put on top of the person. It's pretty weird, but there's all these new ways that people can express themselves. And I think that a lot of people are seeing this like, oh, maybe I will be able to make content. I won't have to show my face or I, because that is scary at first for any creator, in my opinion. Um, some people, it takes a day to get over it. Some people, you know, get nervous when they make content for three years. Um, so I, I think it, it, it shows it's empowering a lot of people to see what's coming in the near future. And I think that's a large draw of my content for a lot of people. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have an interesting question from Twitter. This is from Arsalan Khan, who's a regular listener. He always asks really insightful, thoughtful questions. And Arsalan asks this, he said, how important is personal branding when it comes to going viral on different platforms? And he follows up and he says, should companies care about their employees going viral? So how, how important is the personal branding? And in the enterprise, should companies be worried when their employees have all of this attention? I would think as a company, you would want you would encourage their employees to go viral. You're always competing for attention. You know, that's, if you want to sell anything, you need attention of people, right? You need the attention of anyone. Like we're all competing for attention all the time. Even if I'm writing up a job interview and I want, I want the attention of the employer. And I just think that it's never been easier for people to get attention. And I think that companies should actually be empowering the employees to build their personal brand 
and and give them the technology and maybe find a way where they can make what whatever they're selling and then maybe it's some video software or or in any endeavor somehow find a way to encourage their employees to go viral using their technology that would be a clear win um and i think that you know it, it adds personality to the product and the brand as a whole and so i think that personal brands are just becoming more important than this fictional brand like there's so many brands with logos out there and i i just think people are getting bored of that traditional brand like their traditional brand as like this entity Riley, as you just described, if an employee is going viral and that person is connected with your company, your brand, then that's amplifying your brand. On the other hand, if an employee is going viral, they now have a level of independence from the brand. And if they leave, those followers are going with them. So it's kind of a, so it's a double-edged sword. I just think a lot of big companies would benefit from creating a a creative studio within their company where you have people making content um and have people within the company that are speaking directly to different demographics <clears throat> so like for example if your product is sold to maybe kids or young adults you might want a different brand talking to them and then you could have someone else talking to the linkedin demographic and part of the benefit of doing that would be to build that person's personal brand. And if you're really good at content, that's what you want to do. You want to build a personal brand. Um, so I think it could be mutually beneficial. Okay. Why don't we take a look at some of your content? Why don't you cue a couple of things up for us? Cue something up and tell us what it is we're going to be looking at. I thought we'd start with this one because I think it encompasses all of a lot of the tools that I'm talking about. So this is a video that I created and it's an, it's an avatar, an online avatar. It's a picture that I generated using Midjourney. and Midjourney is the most popular AI image generator. And so I generated this old man with, with cinematic lighting and I turned him into a video using DID and I used well said labs to generate the voice. So everything in this video, including the music is generated by AI. And the, the backstory behind it is I use chat GPT to create an ironic man in the arena, um, by Roosevelt. I'm sure a lot of your listeners will, um, know what that is. And it's, you'll see. The true heroes are those who sit comfortably at home, free from the idiocy and absurdity of the arena. The man in the arena with dirt on his face and sweat on his brow is nothing but a spectacle for the amusement of the masses. He battles for fame and glory, not for any noble cause, but for the fleeting adulation of his peers. And what does he have to show for it in the end? Bruised egos, broken bones, and a lifetime of regrets. No, the true hero is the one who avoids the arena altogether, content to live a peaceful and unremarkable life. And I made that in five minutes. That is not how it goes, man. That's, the true hero. That's not how it goes, man. And it's, you can create these in minutes and you can now like that, that kind of shows you can, you get an idea. Oh, we're going to reach a point where we're going to be able to easily create these little characters. And so if you want to create dialogue between characters, I think that's going to be really fun for people. You can create like mini shows. Um, and it's just really good for concepting different artists. And it's just great for, 
coming up with new ideas for artists to take that into production, in my opinion. And how many views did that one get? So that one was, I posted that with no context, right? And so that got 22,000 views, right? I posted that, no one knew, knew, knew what it was. And I anticipated that. I posted that. And then I made an explainer video, which got 920,000 views. In about 10 minutes. And so then I explained how I made it. And so that now you can see that people are into how to make these types of things. You can see that this video got 900,000 more views. I don't know what a percent more that is, but it's, it's insane. I almost got a million. It's going to have a million views in a few days. Oh, maybe I didn't use Steve in this video, but I have Steve, another avatar, this guy. Let's make Logic's new album using AI tools. And so like I'm using a variety of these AI tools to help me tell different stories. And I think people are finding it really fun. So you created the video without the first one without context and that got 20 some thousand views. And then you created the explainer video describing what you did and that got 920,000 views so far and it's growing rapidly. So play us at least part of the explainer video so that we to explain to us. In about 10 minutes, I created a speaking animated character with background music generated by AI and subtitles. And the script was generated by AI. All of it was done with AI. In this video, I'm going to show you exactly how I did it. All right, I'll take over from here. The first step is to create your character. Riley used Midjourney to create me. This is the prompt that he used. And notice the Q2 at the end. This is a parameter that creates a higher quality image. Once he had the image he needed the words, he went to chat GPT and wrote, rewrite the man in the arena, but make it satire on how being the man in the arena is actually lame and stupid. That took one minute. Then he went to well said labs to generate the voice. This software is a little expensive, but just look up free text to voice websites and test them until you find a good one. Simply paste the text in and get audio out. Then with the audio file, he went to a new platform. This platform is DID.com. Simply select the image of a person and select the audio track and then click generate. And finally, he went to AIVA, where you can download AI generated music. For intense dialogue, he likes to use Synthwave. And, and then basically I explain it how I put them all together in Premiere Pro and it created this the video that we're seeing here. So you see that I created the avatar in a video and then I used that same avatar to explain how I made it. How did you t figure out or decide which tools to use? I wake up in the morning and I have specific people on Twitter I look at to generate ideas. And then I just have a whiteboard. I have a big whiteboard in my room. And then I write down different ideas, like what problems could I solve? What type of content could I create with AI tools? And then I found this DID software that converted pictures into video if you have an audio file and yeah. And then I just thought of this funny idea. And then I just basically went to chat GPT and said, write a funny and then write that satire. And then I put it in the video and then I made a video explaining it. With chat GPT, so many of us have used it, but what are some of the tricks that you've discovered if in creating prompts, for example, to get better quality to get to get higher quality text out of it. I always start off if if I think it's going to be a conversation, sometimes I'll just ask it a quick question because ChatGPT is pretty smart. It can understand, but if you want to generate the highest quality 
um, responses. In my experience, you want it to start off by like setting the stage. So you're going to say you're going to act as, let's say I'm reaching out to a bunch of different employers. I'm trying to get a job and I'm reaching out to them DM to DM them and say, you're going to act as a person who doesn't have a job. And you're going to say, and then you can name out all of the, the, the things that you're going through. So you don't have a job. You, you need a job urgently. You're willing to work as hard as possible. Things like that. You're going to act as a person like that. <clears throat> and then you're going to say, I want you to, or you're going to, and then state what you're going to do specifically. You're going to reach out to, or you're going to generate an email template that I can send to all of them. And it, it can generate templates for you. So it'll have the, the name. It'll have the name in brackets, so you can just delete it and put whoever you're sending it to. And I find that feature extremely useful. But there's the the features are endless, which is why I'm drawing a blank because I've used it. I've probably ran this thing um, ten thousand times. You described setting the context number one, and then number two, giving explicit instructions of the the type of result that you want Chat GPT to provide. Right. As far as setting the context goes, just just elaborate. Let's create a scenario here. The more narrow you are in your scope, the more useful ChatGPT becomes. I get this comment. It's like, what can I use ChatGPT to make money? And it's just like, it doesn't help you make money or it doesn't help you with the world. It helps you with specific things. So as someone who needs to come up with ideas for creating content, they, the more specific you get, the more specific scenario you get, then you then you can problem solve and you can do things faster and it's useful for iterating over and over again because you can save your prompts and you can copy and paste prompts in and maybe you have variables and so i have a prompt and maybe i'll create variables within it and then i'll i'll you know i put brackets around the variables and then you can change them and so it's made for specific problems it's not made to like oh let's go to chat gpt and get entertained the same way google do doesn't do that you don't go to google like oh i want to use google tonight that sounds fun no you use it for specific things it's the same thing with chat gpt but here let me pull up um awesome prompts here it is so this is a github and i can send this to you you can put this in your a link and i have no connection with this whatsoever so this one is um, act as an English translator. Um, what are some of the cool ones? There's, you can act as a motivational coach. That's not that cool. Um, so like if you're in creative, you can act as a novelist. And so you will come up with creative and captivating stories that can engage readers for long periods of time. You may choose to generate fantasy. And then this is how you can get it to literally create novels. And ChatGPT is a, a chatbot. So you can comment on their response and it can change it up. Say, I like the first two paragraphs of what you did, but I don't like the second half. Can you rewrite it, but change the second half? And it will do that. And then you can you say, can you add the next paragraph where they go to a friend's house and X, Y, or Z happens? Boom, it'll write it out. Let's try a scenario. Scenario, which is we are creating a report to present to a management committee a group of executives, and the report describes our sales results for the current quarter, and, our, and the, the results have been mixed, and now we need to present a, a compelling argument of how we're going to address this situation. So when you say you're going to present it, right, who are you talking about? So like, can you just describe the person giving the report, and we'll, we can write it from there. Yeah, so the person giving the report 
is a manager or or a director or a, a vice president, and uh, let's say let's say it's a vice president. What and what type of company? Let's make something up. Um, chocolate bar company. Sure, a chocolate bar company. And sales have been lackluster, partially due to the economy, and we think that the the brand maybe getting a little bit tired as well. So we haven't been innovating quite as much. And it's it's tough because management has not wanted to invest. But now we're seeing the results of that lack of investment in mediocre sales. And we have to convince management that they need to invest more. And also explain that it's not our fault. You need to convince management to invest more in new innovative technology well say innovative products and and improved branding products and improved branding and then at the end i just say right so it's right a report how should i word this a compelling analysis a compelling analysis to convince senior management to invest, to invest in the new product and improve branding. The new innovative products and improved branding. And while it's generating, Arsalan Khan has a question and he says uh, he wants to know about the the biases, making policies. When if a company tries to make policies on the basis of uh, Chat GPT, what do we need to know about about the biases that that may exist? I really wish I looked into more how they're going to combat the the different biases and how they can prevent almost narrative control over the this technology but i guess to go back to our generation here so this is pretty um short right but we could literally ask it to 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 make it longer like can you make it twice as long and it will can you tell it that it's speaking in generalizations and platitudes and we need more specific detail to convince senior management I would say ChatGPT is not as good at making stuff up because so something like um, Jarvis, which is another AI software, I've noticed that it's less useful than ChatGPT. However, it's much better at making stuff up for examples, right? And um, I think that's partly because, you know, Microsoft is likely going to buy this software and it's basically, it's going to be held to really high standards and they don't want it to be spreading false news. And I think it's sometimes useful to do this, but like if we wanted it to create, make up numbers and statistics, we could have asked that in the initial prompt. And I think it would have spoken in less generalization terms, but then, you know, they're just speaking, sometimes they speak nonsense. So um, can you make it twice as long? It's speaking in generalizations. Can you use more concrete examples? Yeah examples we don't need statistics right now because i I know it's not going to provide that but just if you can make it more compelling it's just not it's too general it's not that compelling 
Like, does it understand if you say be more compelling? Does it know what it needs to do? It will. It, it should. And also, as you iterate, does it does it improve? I mean, does it understand its context more thoroughly? Yes. And I will say this. I, I'm not going to lie. The chat GPT that came out very first when there was a small amount of users, it was the most amazing tool I've ever used in my life. And I think it was much more fun in the very beginning because there was way less guardrails and you were able, and it was, it was generate things immediately. So I was having multi, just for in an hour, just constant responding to this software. And I was learning so much and I I've noticed now, and I think, I think it's going to revert to something like that when they release the, the, the chat, the GPT 3.5 feature where you're going to be able to pay. And I will be paying immediately to have faster responses, longer responses and longer inputs. And we've talked before about how you would do anything to get longer summaries and things like that. But here we go. I also agree that I started using chat GPT right at the beginning and it was just better, faster, more responsive, just better in so many different ways. Right, which makes sense. Like so many people are complaining um, about it, about how like, oh, it's so slow now. I'm like, it's a, it's the coolest free software I've ever used still. It is and free. it's free. And like, of course they can't just maintain this super fast output that costs them millions and millions of dollars to do on a weekly basis. So uh, that makes sense to me. Okay. Our managers like things really simple. So can you say uh include five bullet points include a five bullet point summary at the end of the plan or give us a plan create a plan in five bullet points at the end sure here is a five bullet point outline of the plan invest in research and development to introduce new and innovative chocolate products that align with current market trends and consumer demand That's pretty good. Now we need three absolutely compelling arguments that management cannot refute. And then can you say, be aware, management does not want this advice. I was gonna say use urgent language. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they time out. Okay, so no, we're good here. So failing to invest. Okay. Will result in a significant loss of market share to, this is, I mean, the language is so sophisticated. If we don't take action now, we risk falling behind permanently. Okay, it's doing exactly what we said. It's giving us three compelling arguments. Yeah, I guess we could have specified that in the initial prompt. It's like explain three reasons or three things that might happen if we don't take action now. Can you say we need language that encourages management to change their strategy and not blame me? I mean, look at this. I understand that change can be difficult, but I assure you that the benefits of investing in new innovative products and improved branding, so it's referencing back the very first prompt we gave it, far outweigh the risk. I propose we work together to explore new opportunities and find the best ways to position our company for success. That's wild. It's so good. Yeah. And then another thing you do is say, I'm going to give this as a PowerPoint 
presentation. Give me an outline of the the of the presentation and come up with a title which will be the first slide. Revitalizing our company, the importance of investing in innovative products and improving branding. So it's picking up our words right at the beginning. I mean, it's very literal in terms of picking up what we what we tell it. This is seven slides, eight additional resources, which is data. And then it recommends using visuals and data to support your points and making sure to practice your delivery. Good luck with your presentation. <laughs> there we go. And like maybe eight, nine minutes, we had a full on conversation with AI. And if like, clearly there's value here and we just made this up on the spot. So you can basically do anything in almost nearly any field. It knows a lot about editing, like video editing. I learned a lot of stuff about Premiere Pro and video editing from ChatGPT. Like whenever I had a problem, like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Um, how do I do it? And you type it in, boom, tells you the answer. It knows a lot about softwares and how to use it. So it's pretty cool. Final thoughts on these tools and what are you planning to do? You've got 200,000 followers now, like out of the blue. So what are your plans as this new AI star influencer i think that i'm going to continue to provide the same value that i have been i'm not going to get away from what has worked because people clearly like it and i genuinely love i comment i re respond to a ton of all, almost all the comments um i mean sometimes it gets out of hand some videos get seven eight thousand comments but i really like to have dialogue and so at some point i'll be building a community and school around this whole thing and I've, and I haven't told this to anyone yet, but I plan on doing weekly challenges. And so I'm going to be doing giveaways. So like you can win 50 to a hundred dollars, um, on specific projects. So it'll be almost be like assignments and people want, I think people want direction and assignments, you know, they want to know what they can use it for. And they want like, cause people see all the potential. They don't know quite what to do with it. And so I think that if I can give instructions, make videos on how to do it. And whoever creates the coolest one can win money. I think that could be a really fun way to engage the audience deeper. And then we'll start off there and continue to make TikTok videos and grow the following. And then we'll, we'll think about monetization later on. And I think that there's a lot of ways I could do it in a way that benefits my entire community. Um, and the people I have a t thousands of people on my newsletter and yeah, we've just we're starting to to grow this brand here. And so the possibilities are endless. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much. We've been speaking with Riley Brown. He's the founder of Tech and Trends. TikTok. It's changed. I'm changing the name. I'm completely rebranding. I started that when I thought I was going to be covering more tech stuff, but it's RileyBrown.ai on TikTok and everything. It's going to be RileyBrown.ai. And then I'll be starting this a group, a community that's going to be called something around AI. And I'm actually going to use AI to come up with the name, branding, logo, uh, things like that. So it's going to be very fun. You are the AI man. The number one AI TikTok educator. Thanks so much, Riley, for taking the time. Thank you, everybody, for watching, especially the folks who ask such great questions. Before you go, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel 
and check out cxotalk.com. We have amazing shows that are coming up. Thanks so much, everybody. And I hope you have a great day.